Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 6 this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6 and a message titled, Plain Talk. Now, I was talking to some uh, some friends the other day, and we were just kind of talking about we were talking about somebody who's older and having some issues because of their age, and and their daughter said they need to be in a nursing home. <laughs> and I looked at them like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry." <laughs> and they's like, "We have another daughter." <laughs> uh, but isn't that a reality that you can end up in a nursing home and they'll take everything away from you? You can't bring your pet there. You can't bring your your stuff there. You, I mean, for the most part, a lot of times you are just stuck there and you just have to sleep in this nursing home bed and have your nursing home bathroom and your nursing home wheelchair and you lose everything. But if you have Jesus, you have everything, don't you? If Jesus is what you've been living for and he is your sufficiency, it doesn't matter if you live in a mansion or a nursing home room. Because Jesus is what you're living for, and that's what's important. I, I just, I, I love the story. Michelle and I used to minister in a nursing home, and this, going to this lady's room, and she's just so excited about who she's talking to Jesus about. And she's telling the nurse about Jesus, and she's telling us this. And I realized at that moment, this woman has lost nothing in all this. She's, she's still just as happy as she would have been if she was living back in Montour, where she's from. Jesus tells us this in Matthew 6, 33. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seeking God first, letting God be your sufficiency. Letting God be your provision. Trusting God for what your life is going to be about. We need to learn to make God our sufficiency. How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, I think there's two questions that we every person should be asking God. The first one is, who are you, Jesus? Right, and if you don't know that question, the answer to that question, then that's the first thing you need to get sorted out. Do I need? How do I? How do I believe the gospel? How do I follow Jesus? What is it he? Who is he to me? And what am I to him? Who are you, Jesus? And once you get that sorted out, and you know that Jesus is Lord, and that He's your Savior, and that He died for your sins, and now you're an adopted child of God in the family of God, in the kingdom of God, the second question, and every every Christian needs to be asking themselves this question, sometimes multiple times in their lives: What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with everything that I have, with everything that I am? What do you want me to do? The question we could ask ourselves is: What would it take you in your life to trust God more? Open yourself up to the poor and needy like Mully did. He just goes out in the streets. He still does this to this day. Goes out into the streets where these kids are. The drugs are happening. The, you know, sex trafficking. All those things are going down. And he sees these little kids out there. And he goes out there and he's like, oi, oi, oi. And they come to him. And he says, would you like to go home with me? And I can take care of you. And he just takes them home. It's, I mean, it's sketchy. <laughs> it's pretty sketchy. <laughs> Who's this guy? But he takes them home. And he enrolls them in school, his own school. And he feeds them and clothes them and sends them to college. 
and and God has just provided. I mean, they ran out of money at one point, and God just continued to provide for them as they just trusted the Lord. It's, it's a miracle. They they've taken in thousands of kids. They provide for everybody. You, you you owe yourself to watch that. Might open your heart to something. But do we need to take in the poor and needy, or, or open up our resources to God and say, God, I have this extra that I've been depending on for my whatever. Well, what do you want me to do with it? Or, or give, go live on the mission field. <laughs> maybe that's what God's calling you to do. You know, that's an uncomfortable thought, but wait, maybe I'm supposed to just go sell everything I have and go and live in a hut in a, in a mission, on the mission field. I don't, I don't know what God wants you to do. Maybe He just wants you to share the, the gospel with your neighbor or the guy that sits next to you at work. And that can be uncomfortable too. I guarantee you, whatever God wants you to do is probably going to be uncomfortable, but whatever it is that he wants you to do is going to be worth it. Because he didn't call us to comfort. He called us to his kingdom. And we're in a war zone. And and there's nothing comfortable about that. Think about it this way. What terrifies you when you think of losing it? Now, I understand losing your family could be a pretty rough thing. And, you know, that's, that's mildly put. You know, losing a loved one, your husband, your wife, or a child. That's, that's a horrible thing. But, but would that take you away from God if you lost someone like that? Or would it drive you closer to God? I'm always amazed at how much closer to God people get oftentimes when they've lost them. I've talked to men who have lost their, their, their son, you know, like moments after, sit in my office. And he's like, oh, I'm glad I have Jesus. I don't think I could do this if I didn't have Jesus. And that's just the reality of our lives. But what could be taken away from you Would you have a panic attack if somebody blocked you out of your Facebook account? Okay, that's pretty superficial. But think about that. You had no access to your phone. Or if you lost your job. Or if the economy tanked again and you lost your retirement. I remember in, in 05 or, excuse me, 07, 08, when that happened to a lot of guys and they were working jobs because they didn't have any retirement anymore because all their retirement was lost in the crash. What would give you anxiety if you lost it? Or, or, or what is your precious? You know, Gollum, my precious, he wants it. If you lost it, you'd be crazy trying to get it back. What is that? That's your idol. And maybe that's the idol that you need to set on the, the altar and say, okay, Lord, remove these idols from my heart. I want you to be there. If it's Jesus, if the answer to that question is what would devastate you if you lost it, if the answer to that question is Jesus, that's where you need to be. Verse 27, he says, But I say to you, he, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Notice it's those who hear. Jesus is saying those who are willing to listen. I'm sure he's lost a few listeners already. <laughs> you know, they're on the plane. They're like, okay, Martha, get the donkey. We're, we're out of here. Not going to listen to this anymore. <sighs> he doesn't know who my enemies are, obviously. We're out of here. It's, it's very likely that Jesus is challenging them as he's challenging us today. And I think that when you hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Verse 28, bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. It challenges us to our core. Because we think about the people who have hurt us. And wicked and, and horrible things that have happened to us in our childhood or or in life. The business, betrayal, the... The, the marriage betrayal. The person who took our child away from us or the person who hurt our child or the person who hurt us when we were a child. 
And yet he says, love your enemies. Wow. What is Jesus calling us to do here? He's calling us to be like him. And we know that we can't be like him. I mean, think about Jesus. He's taking the beatings. He's taking the stripes for us as he dies upon the cross. He is laying his life down so that we can have life. And he's saying, I want you to be like that. First Peter chapter two, verse 23 says, who when he was reviled did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he committed himself to him who judges righteously. And Jesus would take away our sin, saying this, Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. It's like when you see an animal who's caught up in a fence. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. You know, I remember one time there was this deer that was caught up in this fence and some people were trying to help it and the deer kicked the tar out of them. You know, as they're trying to help this deer, you could just talk to the deer in deer language. You know, hey, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just here to help you. And the deer's freaking out or the dog's biting somebody and they're trying to free it. They're trying to get it out of the water where it can't get out of the pool or something. They're trying to get it out and the dog's biting them. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you from yourself, from, from drowning. And we're going through the trial. And we're like, God, why? Why am I going through this? Why do I have to suffer this? Why? And he says, I'm trying to save you from yourself. I'm allowing you to go through this trial. I'm allowing you to go through this bondage. I'm allowing you to go through this difficulty and this pain and this betrayal and this heartache because I'm trying to save you from yourself so that you might die to yourself and live for God. That's why. Oh, so often we fight against it. So often we just want relief. Lord, just make it go away. But it doesn't always just go away. And sometimes we feel like there's nothing that we can do in that relationship. We just feel like it's just been trashed and we don't know how to deal with it and we don't know how to forgive. And sometimes we just have to, we have to call on God and say, God, I can't forgive. I need you to put forgiveness in my heart for that person. You forgave them. Put forgiveness in my heart. Your forgiveness for them in my heart so that I can forgive. And then we begin to pray for them. Because we know, we know that, that bitterness is like a cup of poison and every time we have bitterness, we, we drink it just hoping that they die. That's not how it works, is it? And, and as long as we continue to be bitter, as long as we allow that, we allow them to control us. As long as we're bitter, we, 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 we allow them to continue to hurt us. And by letting go of bitterness, we set ourselves free. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.